0: Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter.
1: The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. You can hit me on Twitter as well, at Mike L Sports. We're brought to you by Bruton Ace Hardware, Axe Exotic Pets, CNY Electrical, and our great, great friends over at Bryant & Stratton College of Syracuse. Two great locations, uh, Route 57 in Liverpool, and of course on James Street in the city. And oh, by the way, folks, just announced recently, hey, imagine having a career in a field that's creative where you can make a difference by helping organizations build through brand, their brand, through social and dynamic ads, develop engaging social media imagery and website development. That is called graphic design. How about it? Learn more about the... Special design event at Bryant and Stratton College. Graphic design open house, Syracuse campus, James Street, from 4 to 7 p.m. on August 26th. Again, it's a graphic design open house, August 26th, 4 to 7, at 953 James Street, if you're in and around central New York. Check it out. Their degrees are terrific, two- and four-year degrees. Classes are always starting at Bryant and Stratton College. A bunch of new majors there as well, including that graphic design uh, house in a major, and also I've talked a ton about the nursing program as well. Bryant-Stratton College is the official college of the ML Sports Platter, Syracuse branch, of course, James Street, and in Liverpool. Well, I am super pumped up to talk to my good buddy Dave Bullard. We go way, way back uh, to our radio days. Uh, He was a news director at uh, News Radio 570 WSYR. In my opinion... In the history of Central New York media, I don't care what medium it is. I don't care if it's radio, TV, newspaper, whatever. That was the best news staff in the history of, uh, of Central New York media. You think about Dave Bullard. You think about Chris Weidman. You think Aaron Covey. You think about my dear friend, Bill Leaf. Uh, it, it, was, it was just a heck of a team. And now Dave is doing some amazing things for not the good, but the great New York State Fair uh, on the marketing side. And uh, we're going to get into the fair starting this week. We're going to talk about his beloved Red Sox and a heck of a lot more <clears throat> as well with Dave Bullard. Dave, welcome aboard, buddy. How are you?
0: Good. We're just happy to have it back. It's been uh, been a little too long. It's like uh, somebody who moved out of town and they come back suddenly, your best friend is back. And boy, it's just, it's just nice to see everything again.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. So how did... I guess I want to start with with the preparation of it from where you sit, where your team sits, where yeah, you know, everything you, you lose it and you get it back. So, like, how do you do you prepare differently in this spot? You know, as opposed to just doing it annually, because it's 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 a new, it's a new spot for you.
0: Yeah, it's 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 certainly different in that uh, you know we obviously have to accommodate all of the changes brought on by COVID, uh, whether it's public sensitivity or or the the, the guidance that we're receiving from the state and local governments uh, about how to deal with it. And then we have to do it in a very compressed time schedule because the governor only opened the fair to 100% capacity uh, eight or nine weeks ago. So somebody somebody, uh, gave me this analogy yesterday. I love it, so I'm stealing it. Um, It's like discovering you're pregnant, but in the seventh month. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So... We're, we're down to the, the short straws here and we're trying to do in eight or nine weeks, what we tend to do in nine to 12 months. So it's been kind of hectic, but you know, the gates, the good news is the gates open on the 20th one way or the other.
1: They sure do. Um, and is there anything new planned this year uh, because you lost that year? Is there any, you know, are there any changes?
0: Well, because we didn't have our buildings in, in our initial phase of planning until eight or nine weeks ago, most of the really cool stuff that we tend to do, because we like to bring a couple dozen new things every year just to keep things fresh, mm-hmm. this isn't going to be that year. Our year this year is pretty much, hey, your old friend is back. <laughs> 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 so we, we have a couple of different new things. I mean, we, we, we had this lined up last year. Um, we were, we're having a uh, – on Women's Day – uh, a nine-person, all-woman skydiving team wow. uh, dive into the fair, do a, do a coordinated dive into the fair. And then they're going to hang around and talk to young girls about you know, empowerment and, and you know, reaching for your goals and things like that. So that's a really cool thing. Um, we are uh, filling the Expo Center with, uh, with the 174th uh, Attack Wing. They're going to bring a lot of equipment that they don't normally bring to their smaller setup at the fair. So that you can see sort of up close, you know, what they do to keep us safe day and day and day out. Um, so that's pretty much basically most of the new stuff. And the rest of it is all the food and all the shopping and the rides and, the, and most of the animals that you've, uh, you know, you, you, you come to see every year.
1: How would you describe, Dave, uh, you know, your, your normal day? I'm sure everything, you know, no day is the same. But um, how would you describe a typical day? in the non-season and then how would you describe a typical day while the fair is going on for you
0: well so outside of the fair uh a typical day you know is spent working on and planning for the next fair we're already looking uh at musical acts for 2022 you know because bands could book on a 12 to 18 month cycle so we're already looking at next year um And we've already begun thinking about some things for next year. We've got a couple of ideas that are sort of on the board. You know, Uh, we keep this list of of a rolling list of ideas and there's some fresh ideas for next year on the board that we're working on. Um, For some of us here, the time outside the fair is plenty busy because, uh, as you're aware, and maybe a a lot of people will realize, is the fairgrounds is busy all year. Uh, When we're not doing the fair, we are renting our facilities show promoters and to horse shows and to so you know the the RV shows the craft shows and the uh the, the festivals the blues festival and and um, horse shows and other animal shows uh they go on all year here so our you know part of our crew works year round on just maintaining the buildings keeping them open keeping them clean keeping the bathrooms clean you know to keep the, that part of the business going uh, we'll host more than 100 events non-fair uh, over the course of the year, um, bringing in thousands and thousands of people. Uh, as for the fair itself, an average day at the fair, is no two the same, <laughs> you know, because uh, every day brings its challenges because, you know, we're a small city. We're one of the largest cities in New York State uh, during, for 18 days, you know, um, population of 100,000 or more. Uh, and we have all the problems that every city has. You know, sewer pipes break, water lines burst. Uh, you know, we have certain special problems. Once in a while, we'll get a, a drain fully clogged with fat from some vendor who, uh, you know, poured it down the drain instead of doing it the right way. <laughs> you get a fat burg in there that we've got to move. Um, you know, it's but that we have all those problems. Lights go out. You know, utilities fail. Right. Uh, you got to you got to replace the light bulbs. You got to make sure the phone lines work. All the Internet service is working. The roads are clean, right? The bathrooms are clean. We have all those. We have all of the, the same functions as a city,
1: but really, really condensed and really intense. Dave Buller, I guess, ML Sports Platter here, the PR manager for the New York State Fair. Make sure you find uh, the fair all over social media and uh, follow along. Great shows this year as well. Uh, Dave, you're obviously an, an old-school radio guy like me. Uh, you were on Absolutely. a team. You were on a team at 570 when we were there. I was over there at WHEN doing my sports thing just early uh, in my career. Now I'm, I'm no spring chicken either. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that was a hell of a team. And I, I know you, the, the, the talk about the group that you had <clears throat> and that you worked with, it, it's endless. I mean, we, the stories go on and on and on when, when, when you know, old school radio gets brought up. Where, where do you think that news team made their mark the most?
0: You know, it's, it, you know, it's funny you bring it up, and I love that you bring it up because I never had a better time in my life than, than uh, running the newsroom at FYR um, for the, that very brief period. Um, and I have a long resume, as you know. Uh, you know, stopped in radio and TV and online, and I've been in a lot of different places, three different radio stations uh, in my career, four, really, uh, when you count time out of state. Um, you know, but that brief time, where we had 11 journalists, uh, and we were doing live and local news 24-7. If you tuned in at 3 o'clock on a Sunday morning, 3 a.m., you were getting there it was a live anchor in the studio, yep. you know? Yep, um, And if something was happening, we were on it. Uh, that, that, to me, I, I think, you know, that's what made a difference, was just the, the vitality, because the station had gotten slammed a little bit uh, after the big northeastern blackout for, uh, and I don't think fairly necessarily, but they got slammed. Uh, and so the uh, the job then was to sort of rebuild that 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 image, and so uh, with good leadership above me, Jim Lurch was my my uh, program manager, uh, and you know he's the one who suggested that we replace the overnight board ops with overnight anchors because a they would stay awake, <laughs> and b uh, you know the newscast would be good and credible, and if something happened overnight, we would have somebody there to to, to cover it. So. Uh, that was a, that was a brilliant stroke, and from there that that helped us bring people to develop. Right, uh, some really great people came in in the overnight. Uh, one of them, Jason Smith, is still the news director of WRVO now, uh, and and a tremendous guy, a tremendous talent. So that was a way to bring people in and, and get them up and running really quickly.
1: Yeah, I it was just a, a heck of a time. You know, everything's changed now. Obviously, our media is so different. Things are shrunk down. You, you know. Kids, sure. kids can start a career in ninth grade or earlier with just using social media, using YouTubes, getting reps, hitting the microphone. What do you think you'd do today if you were 18 and wanted to go into it?
0: Uh, I consider another career. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah
0: I, oh, no. You know, what? I always told I've always told people here in journalism, I said, listen, you know, you either got some talent or you don't. So get a minor in broadcasting, get a major in something else. Mm because you need that extra skill. But, you know, look, people like us who go into it, Mike, we go into it because we love it beyond all reason, right? Sure. Um, A friend of mine at one of the local stations just posted on Facebook, he was looking for, you know, uh, any old radio hands who wanted to do some part-time work. And the list of people going, yeah, me too, me too, me too, was huge. Once you get the radio bug, it is so different from television. I walked away from television, and I have never missed a day of it. But I miss radio intensely because just because it's a whole different, it's a different thing. It's more intimate. It's more personal. Um, and there's no other job in the world where you get paid to sit in a room and talk to yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. <clears throat> that's true. Um, let's let's end here with just a couple more on the fair. Um, yeah. what, what are some of the things that you want people to know and, and maybe you could throw out? Just as a, a combo here to close, Dave, uh, and it's been great to have you back on, just kind of, um, you, know, it, you know, places people can go. I know the website's really active. Everything's listed with entertainment, et cetera. That's the nysfair.ny.gov uh, site, right? So they can head there. You can see the calendar and just some other things that maybe people, you know, should know about here uh, as they get ready to, to attend the great New York State Fair. Sure.
0: I think the thing, first of all, Mike, thank you for having me on. I'm really grateful. I appreciate it. Um, the, the thing I think people need to know this year is I, I can sum this year up in two words. Be kind. Um, we have been through the most stressful time that many of us are likely to see other than our own personal health issues. Right. We've gone through this big societal uh, crisis of the pandemic where we've been trapped in our houses and we've been you know, we've watched people around us, loved ones get sick and some of them actually die. And, and it's been a really, really bad time. And there's a lot of people suffering under that strain. And so when you come to the fair and there are mask mandates, if you have to go into a building, if you get on our Centro shuttles, you have to wear a mask. It's federal law. Um, you know, if you're being asked to do that, if you're unvaccinated, you're supposed to wear a mask everywhere. Just just be kind and do it. Set your politics. And I don't know how, how a mask became political because it's really stupid, but Set your politics aside for a day and be kind to other people. Being kind to other people is the most important thing you can do this time around. You know, we, we need this time uh, to be successful. We need a little bit of entertainment in our lives. And you can argue whether the fair should happen or not in the current environment. Uh, I, I think it can happen safely um, with, minimal, with minimal issues. And, and it will happen safely with minimal issues. If people are just kind and then come and enjoy yourself people come to the fair uh they don't come alone 92 percent of the people who come to the fair come with somebody else so we like to think they come for the music or the food or the rides or the animals but they don't they really come to be with other people and have a day of fun all right and and the food and the ride and the animals add to it but it's but they wouldn't come alone so it's being with other people if you're going to be with other people, be considerate to other people. Be kind.
1: By the way, uh, as, we, uh, as we record this, uh, you and I go in head-to-head here, my man. Uh, double-header today, Red Sox, Yankees, and the stupid seven-inning <laughs> Manfred ball. And the wild uh, card is tighter than tight, man. What are you, how do you feeling about your team? And by the way, Dave's team is the Red Sox. I'm a Yankee fan. We've been friends yeah. still for a long time.
0: So. We, we, if, if we can reach across the divide, people can reach across the, the COVID divide, right? Um, yeah, I, I feel like my Red Sox are in a decent, if not spectacular, place. Um, this was a team that wasn't supposed to contend anyway. This was a rebuild year. And and they've played a lot. They've played out of their minds early on. And, and they've come back to earth to some degree. But you've got Chris Sale back, so I wouldn't count against them at this point. Um, you know, the Yankees are underperforming relative to the stuff that they're supposed to have. But they seem to be performing pretty close to where you might think their level is too. So I just think it's gonna be it's gonna be a real dogfight. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I, I gotta tell you though, Mike, my, my happiest day of the year was the end of the the uh, the last couple of sweeps of the Yankees. <laughs>
1: Sorry, yeah, the, the Yankees have not played well in the division. They've not played well against Boston. No. They haven't played well against Tampa. Uh, I, I obviously I know you you've heard it a million times from me, but you know, they just don't seem to have enough starting pitching every year. It's amazing to me how Brian Cashman just can't go get, you know, arms or they can't develop arms. So many other teams are developing in Major League Baseball. The Yankees can't. Something always happens. Yeah. But the how Red Sox... spend that much money
0: and come up that short? That's the amazing thing.
1: Well, yeah. And, I mean, look, money can buy you only, you know, you can't win every year. I don't care if your payroll's $400 million. Oh, no. You can't no, win every year. But, but to your point, the Yankees not being able to develop a, a pitcher... It's kind of like LSU football not getting a quarterback until Joe Burrow transferred in, right? So, like, it's kind of of like, how how is that possible? How does it make any sense? The Red Sox are a half a game up on the A's uh, for the uh, overall wild card, and then Oakland is up a game and a half on the Yankees in the second wild card spot. Yanks, of course, two back of Boston. So, we'll see what happens. Dave Bullard, unbelievable to have you back, man. Appreciate your friendship through the years, and, of course, uh, Dave is doing great stuff with the New York State Fair PR world here uh, on a daily basis. And make sure you go out to the New York State Fair. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the fun. Enjoy the rides. Enjoy the animals. Enjoy the concerts. My man, Andy Comstock, my cousins, will be playing there with the barn dogs on Sunday this coming week. So go check that out as well. <laughs> Dave, great thank you. Bad. Oh, yeah, yep. they're good. Him and Mark Wester's and the crew. They do a great job. Thank you, Dave. Absolutely. Appreciate Thanks, you.
0: Thanks, guys. Appreciate it very, very much.
1: The ML Sports Platter is brought to you. By our great friends at the Al and Angus Pub, home of the best darn Angus burger in town. If you're in and around Central New York, stop by, grab a burger, grab a wrap, grab a great beer on uh, draft, uh, uh, on tap or or in the bottle and can. Al and Angus Pub gift cards are available for every occasion as well. Huge tip of the cap thank you uh, to Stanley Law Offices as well as Liverpool Physical Therapy Camillus Golf Club. And your State Farm agent, Matt Graham, in and around the great state of New York. Get a free rate quote today from Matt Graham of State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and so is Matt. Home, auto, life, bank, health, and business, Matt Graham, SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. Get that free rate quote today from Matt. So Dave Bullard was amazing. Uh, I just wanted to spend maybe the next 10 to 15 minutes uh, on the podcast going around uh, Major League Baseball uh, and the standings, and, and kind of what I'm seeing, what I'm looking for. Uh, I'm going to start right in that aforementioned AL East. I mean, it's it's going to be right down to the wire. I think you know the Yankees have the best record since the All Star break. Um, you know they're now 14 games on over 500. Garrett Cole is back. He pitched unbelievable last night against the Angels uh, in a start they really, really needed. Um, you know, Tampa Bay, it seems like they just, they, they win every night. I, I feel like there's a couple of teams every time I check the damn, you know, box scores at night, in the morning, etc. who are winning every single night. You know, Brewers, Giants, uh, 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 well, actually the Braves right now are hot. You know, Houston is in there. Oakland is in there. Uh, the White Sox were like that for a while, then the Yankees took, uh, took a series from the White Sox, you know even when they lost that field of dreams game. That was a game the Yankees really needed. But it's weird how sports work. like do they do they win that game after coming back, getting four runs in the ninth, and then getting walked off on the Tim Anderson Homer? you know do they do they win the next two? Are they as hungry? You know, the fire coming back? I, I don't know. sometimes it it doesn't work that way. Maybe you know them winning the two games was kind of a direct result of 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 having their backs against a proverbial wall. I don't know. Uh, could be one way or the other. Uh, What I know is that there are teams, Tampa, Houston, you know, the Giants, the they're they're winning every night, it seems like, when you look at the box scores. I think that this team in the Yankees uh, will make the playoffs. I think there will be something that happens where they will get in. I don't know what wild card it will be. And then, you know... don't be surprised to see Garrett Cole, you know, start that game and win, and then the Yankees, you know, the fans are coming back, the Millennials are losing their mind, Yankee Twitter thinks they're going all the way, all they have to do is get in and get hot, and then they get pounded in the ALD. I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen, you know, them getting beat in a a five-game series, because, you know, the starting pitching is weak Um, overall. It really is. Uh, You don't really... Have tons of confidence in in anybody besides Garrett Cole i I, I know that Jameson Tyone has given him some spots uh, this year where he's been lights out uh, but two through five has not been consistent. They haven't had the same rotation in there they've been dealing with the corona thing. Uh, there's a lot of different things that the Yankees pitching wise uh, they you know they don't have a lot and it's been this way for quite a while. And eventually, your bullpen goes down. I will say is that the Yankees' organizational depth, um, you know, it, it is it is there for sure. I mean, even though, you know, even though they can never figure out their prospects, know the ceiling, when to trade guys, when to keep guys, they've ruined Clint Frazier. They've done, you know, they've just done so many so many things to mess up farm products. Uh, you know, should have traded Miguel Andujar and Clint Frazier for Garrett Cole. I mean, you know, a few years ago, they should have done that they wouldn't include Andujar. Uh, now he's just kind of hurt, and we don't know what the hell is going to happen with him. Uh, we've been hearing years for years about, uh, you know, we've been hearing for years about Estevan Floreal. He gets called up, has a good game, they send him back down. Um, but the organizational depth has been pretty good. You know, Luke Voigt was out and injured. The Yankees acquire Gallo. They acquire uh, Anthony Rizzo. Now Rizzo's out with the COVID. Uh, but, but um, you know, Rizzo goes out now. Voit starts hitting a little bit here, right? And again, I'm not the right-handed power home run stuff, meh, but they do have to get some of the power right to complement the 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 hitting for average. I don't care about home. I'm all right with home runs as long as they go hand in hand, balancing with you know hitting for average, hitting the ball the other way. Um, you know, Luke Voit hit a ball through the hole on the right side, hit it the other way uh, against the Angels last night. Certainly. Uh, has hit home runs, right, uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, LeMahieu has been coming around a little bit here, I think. You know, they, they've got Andrew Velasquez, they got Tyler Wade, they've got, you know, Jonathan Davis, these kind of guys in and out. You know, Giancarlo Stanton, who everybody knows I'm not a big fan of, that contract is horrendous. Uh, he had a huge home run against the White Sox in the Legends uh, game, uh, of the Field of Dreams game, and that should have been it right there, right? Like you're, and well, I mean, you say in sports, well, you should have, da-da-da, well. Things happen, you know, it goes back and forth. It's a teeter-totter, momentum changes and swings, et cetera. But you came all the way back four runs in dramatic fashion. you, you got to close that out, right? I think Jonathan Loizaga should be the closer of this team. But, you know, now Gallo's starting to get hot. Brett Gardner's been hanging in there. I've been ripping him, obviously, through the years, but he has actually been playing pretty well. Gary Sanchez has missed time. Now Higashioka uh, is in. So there, there are guys there, and I'm not saying any of these guys are world beaters. Aaron Judge, I think, is an MVP candidate. Uh, I think Aaron Judge has been really he's put the Yankees on uh, on his back uh, the last uh, you know the last couple of months. Uh, and when you look at his numbers here, and he's 29, and what do you do about the contract, right? What do you do about you're going to pay him? You're going to not? He's always hurt, etc. He's hitting 288 with 26 home runs and 63 RBI. I mean, he's got a legit chance for an 100 RBI season. Uh, OPS at 906, OBP could be a little bit better. But overall, uh, Aaron judge has been playing pretty darn well. I mean the last seven games as I record this, he's hitting 444 with three home runs, 11 Ribby and a uh, you know a pretty good uh, 12 hits, you know six runs scored. Uh, the last 15 games he's hitting 333, the last 30 games he's hitting two ninety-four. so it's gone on you know over and over here where they, he's been pretty consistent for this ball club. so Uh, You know, again, and and the other part of the organizational depth, too, is I don't trust anyone in that bullpen outside, really, of Jonathan Loise. I really don't. All these other guys are super, super up and down. But, you know, Albert Abreu comes in, gives you a little bit of, you know, gives you a little bit of uh, a a life raft there. You know, you've got uh, Rodriguez. You've got Peralta. uh, Yeah, they could use a couple guys here. You know, Chad Green, Chapman, and... uh, you know, in Britain, these guys are just, you know, I i, I just don't trust these guys at all. Um, and I know that, you know, they've held again, they've been dealing with the corona, they've been dealing with the injuries, they've been dealing with all sorts of stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I just don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I, I've lost all faith in those big three guys who were supposed to be, really, they were supposed to be, you know, they were supposed to be the big guys, the shutdown guys, etc. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Um, and so, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Again, I know Chapman's been out, kind of dealing with the the elbow situation, but you know, I'm just kind of talking about the whole year overall with this team. So, I do think the Yankees will make the playoffs. Um, I, I I think the other team, believe it or not, I think, and I know, you know, <laughs> Dave and I just talked about this, but. I think that the other wildcard team is actually going to be Oakland. Um, I just have a funny feeling that, that the Red Sox are going, to, are going to kind of bow out. And the reason is because their pitching is just deplorable. All those guys who were overachieving at the beginning of the year. Now, look, Chris Sale's back, and that's fine. But I think they're going to run into a situation like the Yankees. We have the ace. What else? Um, I, I, I would right now predict Oakland and the Yankees make it. Toronto is right there. What a fun team they are. Obviously that offense led by Vlad Jr. and Company. They're only you know four games out of, uh, of the main wild card here. and I, I, I think they're you know, they're lurking. Seattle's still kind of lurking. Other than that, everybody else is toast, obviously. By the way, the Baltimore Orioles are so bad. You wonder when this is ever going to end for Oriole fans? I feel horrible because I love going to Camden Yards. I love that ballpark. I love uh, the fan base. It's terrific. My sister lives about a half hour north of the city. Uh I just, I, the, the Orioles are a trademark team and it really, really is painful to watch what's going on. Um, you know, the White Sox are going to win the Central. Uh, that was decided weeks ago. Houston might just be the best team in the American League. Uh, super complete team. They hit for average in power. The rotation's pretty darn good. The bullpen uh, has been hanging in there too. You know the NL East. I mean, the you know the Atlanta Braves. I mean, you, you want to talk about a team ravaged by injuries? They lose their best player in Ronald Acuna Jr. with that ACL, Stroke out, all sorts of guys out uh, for the Braves. And you know, look, I know the division is really really bad, but give them a little bit of credit here. I mean, this recent hot streak—sixty-three and fifty-six—they are now. Uh, they've gone eight and two in their last ten. And they now have a plus 82 run differential. They're the only team in that division with a plus run differential. And it's, it's by a decent margin at 82. Everybody else is in the negative. Philadelphia, 18, 27 for the Mets, 19 for Miami. Washington, minus 57. So we'll see what happens in that division. It's going to be tight, obviously, to the end. Milwaukee uh, will run away and win the Central. And in the West, you know, San Diego, they had the Tatis injury and all the rest. They've fallen way back. They're 13 games over five hundred, and yet they're 11 games out in the NL West. So, uh, you know, as far as the wild card is concerned in the National League, um, yeah, the Dodgers are going to make the playoffs. I mean, they're seven games up in the wild card, on San Diego, right? Uh, but, but, but San Diego's hanging on here barely. I mean, they're a game and a half ahead on the Reds. So uh, it could be a race there to the finish. I've been super impressed with Cincinnati. They play hard every night. Joey Votto, MVP candidate. So those are just some of my thoughts around Major League Baseball here. <laughs> On the ML Sports Platter. The races, the playoff races, are heating up around the big leagues, of course, in mid August. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our good friends over at Axe Exotic Pets, Sit Means Sit Syracuse Dog Training, Brew Today's Hardware, and Brian Comboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax Efficient Retirement Planning today with Brian. Go visit him online at advisors.massmutual.com. That's advisors.com. MassMutual.com. Tax-efficient retirement planning. We're pumped up with what Brian's done for us, and uh, you should go with him right now. Whether you have a youngster going to college or you're retiring soon, get the financial uh, future in order with Brian Comboy of MassMutual. New York State. Thanks for listening to the ML Sports Platter. Hit me on Twitter, at Sports, and as I always tell you, enjoy the games.
0: If you could put all the wonders of the world into one place, you'd end up with something very much like Key Largo. Key Largo is not only the gateway to the Keys, it's the launching point for the untamed Florida Everglades. In fact, from snorkeling our living coral reef to fly fishing the Everglades' backcountry, Key Largo offers the best of both worlds. For more about Key Largo and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash keylargo.